Hello, it's Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast review of The Mandalorian Episode 2. I don't usually do weekly uh, podcast. I mean, I've only done this for a month and a week or so, but I don't plan to review every episode of every TV series I watch, but The Mandalorian is something much bigger. It is the first live-action Star Wars TV series, something we've wanted forever. <laughs> and it's really well done. We all wondered after the pilot if it was going to fall apart after that, and uh, quite the opposite. Episode 2 is very much an action-oriented episode, and it's very short. It's 32 minutes and 55 seconds, including the credits. Um, a lot of action, very little expedition, exposition, doesn't get bogged down in a lot of things. It moves quickly from one set piece to another. He gets to interact with some famous Star Wars things. Um, that's one of the fun parts of this series I've liked so far, is that we're seeing something different that we haven't seen in Star Wars before. But it obviously takes place in the same universe, the same mythology, and now he's interacting with things we'll f we are familiar with. And I think that's great. When George Lucas originally envisioned the Star Wars trilogy, six, nine, however, he backtracks and has said it wasn't originally nine, but he, he did say that back in the day. He imagined it as swashbuckling epics, like Errol Flynn-era stuff that he grew up with, uh, swinging sword fights, you know, action-oriented storytelling, and kind of got away from that in the prequels and things, and I think this TV series is getting back to what we loved about Star Wars A New Hope when we first saw it. It's gritty, it's grounded in a type of reality, it, it is no frills. It's, it's fun to watch The Mandalorian and the new season of Star Trek Discovery at the same time because those two properties are quite different aspects of science fiction. Where Star Trek is very tech-speak oriented, they explain everything, the technology, what's going on. Star Wars is more and has always been on the fantasy side of things, more, you know, knights in shining armor and sword fights and weird creatures that they don't explain everything. You don't have to know how the warp drive works. You don't have to know how lightsabers work. It It is more fantasy-oriented than hard sci-fi like Trek. And I like both of the properties for very different reasons. I've grown up with both, and I think The Mandalorian is doing a great job of staying true to what Star Wars is. Star Wars is a mass-appeal, fun thing that the whole family can enjoy. And The Mandalorian is, is keeping with that, that trend. It, like I said, it's a couple of set pieces. It moves very quickly. We get to see The Mandalorian react. Pedro Pascal is doing an amazing job for an actor you cannot see. He's wearing armor and a helmet that he never takes off. But his body language says everything. Uh, the, some of the situations he's put into in this episode... He has nothing to say, so you just, you can tell. And I want to say by the look on his face, but you don't see his face, but by his body language, you can tell how he's feeling. and what it, He's doing a fantastic job as a physical actor to bring the, the humanity and the, the emotions to the character without being able to use his face. That's amazing, actually. 
The few other characters that we see in this episode are great. Um, love the fact that they're staying with practical effects. Uh, the subject matter of the cliffhanger at the first episode, we get more into that thing. And it's mostly a practical effect. There's a little bit of walking around and stuff that's CG, and it would have to be, but they meld seamlessly. It's really great. The, the creatures, the, the world, the things he interacts with, it's all real. It's not on a green screen. It's not, you know, it's not CG creations that he has to fake. It makes the show feel like Star Wars and makes it feel real, tangible, hard, you know, gritty. From Star Trek to Space 1999 and things like that, everything was very clean. Everything, you know, star, starships looked brand new and gleaming and... Star Wars always looked dirty, that these things are actually used in the real world. The blasters have grit on them, the lightsabers have grit, the, the ships, the, the land speeders, the, all the things you see look lived in, look like they've been there a while, look like they've been used. And that's some of the things that The Mandalorian is getting very, very right. It feels like Star Wars. I thought the music was better in this episode. There, there was a lot of complaints that it's not John Williams' score. And while I agree that that is Star Wars, the John Williams score, I also know that this is a side story. This is not... And so if they want to associate the John Williams score with the Skywalker saga, I'm fine with that. That that they're using different music that still feels like... This episode felt more like Star Wars music, more like John Williams music than the first one, I thought. thought the guy did a really good job. Like I said, the acting is good. The practical effects are good. Um... I really have no complaints other than it was too short. And we got two episodes in a week, one Monday or, or Tuesday and one on Friday. We're getting another one on Monday. I'm in. Um, I think it's great. Hopefully the next episode is longer. We didn't get a big cliffhanger at the end of this episode. We kind of have these set pieces and these action things that happen and then we're off to a new adventure and we don't know what's going to happen next. So I guess that's a, a small cliffhanger, but uh, really well done. Kudos to Pedro Pascal for his acting ability, his physical acting ability. Kudos to John Favreau and the rest of the people behind this who have made it feel like Star Wars. Highest compliment I can give them is it feels like real Star Wars, a show that takes place in the same universe as the movies we love so much. And that is the whole reason to watch it. If you have been a Star Wars fan your whole life, it, this is going to be fun. I can already tell by this episode that we're going to run into things we're from, we are familiar with, but see them from a different point of view. And we really do. I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but the those that he interacts with in this episode and what he gets to ride in, what he gets to do, it, it was very much like what I've always wanted from Star Wars that I thought Lucas did not capitalize on in the prequels that the first three movies, 4, 5, and 6 A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi this feels like it takes place in that universe and that mythology and, and kudos to everybody involved who had given me what I want in a Star Wars TV series Mandalorian Episode 2 only complaint, too short I want more can't wait for next week 
I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. More reviews, more podcasts on the way. Please subscribe. I'm in your iPhone on the podcast app. If you're Android, I'm in the Google Play Store. I'm also in iTunes and Spotify. So subscribe so you don't miss one. Granted, I post on all the social media, but, you know, not everybody sees that. It's nice to have podcasts automatically downloaded into my phone, I think. Anyway, I'm Scott Hamilton. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.